Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 53. <laughs> and this week we have a few special features to the show, one of which we're in the same room. We're in the same really lovely room. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, yeah, I am in Dublin visiting Justin with somebody else who we have in the room here. Chief. Chief, yeah. So we're here with Justin's sister, Rachel, who we call Chief. Chief. It's a long story. Um, we don't have time to explain it, but... Um, we do have time to ask, what is Robots on Typewriters? We do have time to ask that. Robots on Typewriters is... A... My responsibility? <laughs> <laughs> is Allison's responsibility. I'll take it. It's... Uh, let's actually do it one word at a time. It's... A... Podcast. About... Computational creativity, where we talk about things from people who make creative stuff using computers, period. We also like to play a game of our own using tools like neural networks and other stuff that's that oh sorry (laughs) um yeah wow (laughs) i haven't done a two-headed broadway star in a long time i hope this is not your first episode um and we're gonna um kind (laughs) of underhand underhandedly I was gonna say underhand throw the, the We're gonna throw Chief a softball. Yeah, there that's the term. Uh yeah, we have normally when we have a guest on, we ask them to do the zesty hat. The zesty hat, of course, the segment where we highlight something else from around the web, but not something else, you know, something other people made from around the web that's creative and computery. Uh but this week, since the three of us are here, we were asking Chief what kind of creative computery cool websites and that sort of thing she knows about she told us about zooniverse i'll i'll tell you a little bit about zooniverse and then chief will tell us how she got involved and what kind of project she's worked on so zooniverse is a citizen science site so that's like crowdsourced science so research done by lots of people doing little things that like any person can do with pretty minimal training so it's stuff like classifying images so a project that has you know hundreds of thousands of images that need to be somehow analyzed by a human rather than an algorithm um, or maybe a human and an algorithm together this project would give people who log on an image and they can just you know keep going through images for as long as they like so if someone does you know 10 a day it all just adds up a bunch of people doing a few every day and Chief, how did you get involved with Citizen Science? I mean, with Zooniverse. I was introduced to it in my astronomy class that I took as oh. a freshman in college. It was a requirement to do the Galaxy Zoo, which I think is one of their bigger projects and probably one of their longest running projects, where they take pictures in the universe and you classify the objects as galaxies or stars or unidentifiable (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had to do like 30 in one class period and then he was like yeah you can put your email in there if you want and i was like sure this seems kind of cool so 
So I did that, and then it told me about a bunch of other projects related to animals. So I've done things with classifying manatee sounds and classifying animals in the savanna and stuff like that. And it's it's been pretty fun. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, Galaxy Zoo started in 2007, so it's been going on for a long time. This is the fourth incarnation of Galaxy Zoo, and it's currently looking at images of high redshift galaxies taken from the Hubble Space Telescope and low redshift galaxies from the Sloan Digital Sky Survey in New Mexico. Do you know what some of these words mean, Chief? I used to. That's one of many projects. It looks like they have a whole bunch of space things, but then they have like different nature things, like you were saying with the manatee sounds. Then they have humanities <laughs> projects. <laughs> okay. Um, like that looks like it's annotating and transcribing like diaries and like oh, one, one of them says transcribe no humanities. <laughs> one of them says transcribe British war diaries from World War One. Um. Yeah, transcribe mortgage and bond ledgers from the 1850s to 1920s New York Public well, Library. Transcribing, like, diaries actually sounds very cool to me as for someone who inexplicably loves to transcribe. Yeah, um, I think you could probably get paid for it and not just do it as a citizen well, scientist. I have. <laughs> but there's, yeah, all kinds of projects it looks like, and it looks like there are all kinds of, um, like I alluded to, that sometimes citizen science is instead of an algorithm and sometimes it's in support of an algorithm it looks like galaxy zoo you're helping train a decision tree which is a type of algorithm for uh sorting things so i guess that would be sorting things into like is this a star or is this a galaxy or mm -hmm. or or um and it's using humans to kind of give you the end result there and then other projects are like the transcribing thing or like annotation or something. You don't have to log in, but if you log in, you can track all of the projects that oh. you've done. Like in my login, I can see all of the galaxies I've classified and right. all of the manatee sounds. Mm -hmm. If like some of the galaxies like get married or something, you get like a little <laughs> notification. Yeah. Like... You can stalk them if they break up. Mm -hmm. Catch that high redshift galaxy on the rebound or yeah. something. Exactly. All right, cool. Cool. Thanks for telling us about yeah. Zooniverse. And yeah, if you want to check it out yourself, that is zooniverse.org. Completely nonprofit science, citizen science, help help science do that. <laughs> bye. Nope, bye. not bye. <laughs> bye. So for the trashy toy today, we actually only just thought of this idea. We've known what tool we were going to use for like three weeks now. Yeah. And that's GPT-2. Uh, GPT-2, we talked about before, is that incredibly powerful language model built on transformers written by OpenAI, and it's completely public. Um, and it's like a neural network, but transformers are slightly different in ways I explained in a previous episode, and I will put in the glossary Okay. on the Robots on yeah. Tech Writers page. Which is backcamp.org slash robot slash glossary if you would like to get a little refresher on what transformers are. And on any of the science-y yeah. kind of words we use. Yeah. If we ever say anything technical, it's probably in there. Yeah. We've known we wanted to use GPT-2 for a while now. And over the last few weeks, we've seen a lot of people implementing uh, Talk to Transformer, a new website made by Adam Daniel King, at, at, at Adam Daniel King on Twitter, and talktotransformer.com on that web address. 
uh, and it's a way to just type something and get GPT-2's transformer to generate some more for you. So we've played around with it a little. It does really cool stuff. Like if you start making a list, it'll like try to keep listing things. If you start telling a story, it'll just keep telling a story. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to do to recount our time together in Dublin. Yeah, so this has kind of been like a little vacation for me and Chief. Yeah, it's been a vacation for me too. I mean, I haven't gone to work and I've been going, hanging out with you and drinking that's during true. the day. That's true. Um, that still could be work. <laughs> so um, we started out our trip on um, a day when Justin did in fact have to work for part of the day. So Chief and I went off on our own and we did something that I was highly excited about, which was go to Glasnevin Cemetery, which is a massive cemetery here in Dublin, and I was um, living. So, <laughs> and everyone else was <laughs> dead. Went to the cemetery, I was living. <laughs> they were dead. Um, what was the highlight of Glasnevin for you? Mm, I just loved all the graves. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be good. Well. <laughs> Wow, it's still going. It's, it's still, going. oh my God. Okay. I just loved all the graves with six exclamation points. It helped me to understand what happened to them when they went to jail. If the people can understand, they can get what they desire. A few years what ago. What they deserve. What they, what they deserve. A few years ago, when her sister was arrested for selling drugs, the young woman wrote down the date for when she'd be leaving home and put it in the box behind her when she headed back. Quote, there was the box, and then somebody came in and picked it back up, she said, smiling. I was aghast. I didn't even know I did that, because I never did it. In 2015, the young woman took a trip to Mexico, where she had been living when she was arrested for selling drugs. She didn't want to risk going through a lot of paperwork, so she planned to take a bus and then drive to Colorado on a whim. When she realized she had to pay the $100 fee to get to the border, she just didn't want that. She had friends who'd used a similar system before, and she wanted to help them, too. As a college student, she found a few other ways to help. She started collecting information about inmates who had died in the line of duty by sharing a list on Facebook, and she helped compile reports of their last breaths. She put up, and then it ends. Wow, so, Glass Nevin, I didn't realize it was a cemetery mostly for people convicted of uh, selling, selling drugs, drugs. In Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah. And, and then they ship them they here. They ship them back over to Dublin. That's back. So back. people who went from Dublin yeah. to Mexico. I mean, have you ever bought drugs in Mexico? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You've never you? bought drugs? <laughs> You've never bought drugs in Mexico? Is it all Irish gangs? Oh my god. Every, it's all Irish gangs. It's like the fucking Peaky Blinders over there. I mean, I, I heard just now. That yeah. sounds crazy. It's, yeah. I can't exactly. believe I didn't notice that when I was in Glasnevin. When you, and, and Mexico. I can't believe you didn't, honestly, man, you're missing out i can't believe you didn't buy drugs in mexico mm, yeah true so after we finished up at, after you guys finished up at glass nevin and i finished up at work nevin <laughs> we went into town went to a cocktail bar uh chief here had her first legal drink she's 20 in everywhere she's she's just 20 uh but that means she can get a drink here she can't yet get one back home in america and we got some very sweet sugary drinks. Chief, did you have a favorite drink at the the bar we went to? I really enjoyed the chocolate martini. It was like a chocolate blended drink. I don't know what I it really was. enjoyed the chocolate milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I loved my first legal drink. I, I love my say, chocolate milkshake. I, loved, I really enjoyed the chocolate martini. <laughs> dot, 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 the chocolate milkshake. 
it or... was officially called a chocolate colada. Uh, oh. I really enjoyed the chocolate martini, the chocolate milkshake. I loved the drinks, caveman, as well. The beer was fine, but the cocktails and cocktails from the bar were very good. The drinks would be great to go. Very nice. Friendly staff, good beer, my go-to spot. But other than that, it's a no-brainer. Our waitress, a bit of a perfectionist, really set the bar high when it came to the food. I ordered the pizza pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered the pizza pizza, two wings, <laughs> chicken wings, and they were absolutely perfect. It was so good, and the wings even included... <laughs> the wings even included bread and cheese and mountain. <laughs> this is a chief kind of meal. <laughs> I'm trying. Wings, wings bread. bread. Two wings, chicken wings. <laughs> Wings even included bread and cheese and melted cheese with it. And on top of everything, the sauce was really, really tasty too. I hope they bring back the ice cream sauce (laughs) from before and don't use the regular stuff on the crust. The pizza was perfect. I love this place for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, the atmosphere and people. The service was very friendly and you always felt welcome and included in the dining experience. We also enjoyed the beers on tap. Drinks were a bit on the pricey side, but it was still very reasonable considering the price. <laughs> As was the price of a half of a flight. We loved that they were also happy hour specials. Service was fast as well with great servers and really. Ooh, they, wow. they really got the essence of cheap in that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody Bread, knows. cheese, I don't, melted cheese. I don't know how they got that meal to the tea. That's exactly what you ordered, yeah. Chief. Was, was the pizza pizza a pizza with pizza on it? It was actually just a little Caesar's pizza. It was actually <laughs> just a, a little gummy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> on top of a pizza. Uh, I also like that it's your first drinks there and it's now your go-to spot. Yeah. Also, wait, one line that stuck with me that I wanted to say something at the time. The beer was fine, but the cocktails and cocktails from the bar were very good. (laughs) Where did you get the other cocktails? I mean, the table. it was a bit pricey, they were but it was still the very reasonable considering the price. Uh, the drinks would be great to go. They're, they're yeah, fine you know when what? you get them there. If but. you got like a dome lid on like that chocolate colada, it would be great yeah. to go. Yeah, with that, it's probably so like so much sugar and ice that you couldn't even call it an alcoholic drink. Like you can openly yeah. carry that down just, the street. Just take it home. Just take it. Just leave. Don't um, even pay. Also... I, you hope they bring back the ice cream sauce from before and don't use the regular stuff on the crust. So, like, the pizza pizza was good, but you wish there was no tomato sauce. It was, ice cream. It was just melted ice cream. Ice cream <laughs> soup, many people call it. Uh, that would have made was the pizza perfect. perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, any, what, what happened next? Yeah, so after that, we, uh, we moseyed on to dinner. You know, that traditional Dublin language. Mosey on to dinner. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, we, we moved on to dinner. We went to a nice uh, barbecue joint. Um, we got a couple different things. Yeah, we what did. What was your favorite thing we got? Yeah. Hmm. So I was eating off of everyone's plates, but I really liked the wings with white barbecue sauce. Mm. It was super flavorful as well. Weighs 974 pounds. Waxed wings with bacon and pickles served with chili ranch. 638 pounds. The largest restaurant meal in the nation. The $14 wax wings served at the Joint Steakhouse will become a family tradition for the future. 
Chef Michael Kuzika calls it the most incredible meal that we've ever made. The best part, it's $14. Everyone <laughs> in the family got to eat for free. <laughs> 700 pounds of food for $14. Weatherspoons. <laughs> Uh, all five, everyone in the family got to eat for free. All five of them had so much fun. They're all having families with the same $14 ticket. They're going to have to eat up for everyone to make it $14. We also just announced that one of the other new restaurants on the block, we're doing a new thing next month. They'll have $20 tickets at the door. That was all a quote. So I'm assuming that was Chef Michael Kuzika. Uh-huh. Uh, waxed wings with bacon, grilled onions, and pickles served with a sauce and a side salad. 700 pounds. The first real wings to get real color. In 2006, quote, it was so crazy in Texas, says Michael Kuzika. When I started on the concept, there was nothing on the... That trails off. Michael Kuzika is a visionary of our time. Yeah, 700 pounds of barbecue food. <laughs> Did it like hear you say joint? <laughs> I was wondering. Because <laughs> it said the joint. I thought so. I was. I thought that was wild. And then you know how sometimes out of the corner of your eye you think you see something, and then it can't. It doesn't like undo. So I thought Allison's jaw was hanging slack from then for like the next whole paragraph, and I didn't like look over to make sure it wasn't. Yeah, no. Uh, we had seven hundred pounds of food, like you said, Michael Kuzika. He yeah. He is. I mean, giving away that much food for fourteen fourteen ducks. 14, 14 ducks, the currency of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, so one, um, that's 50 pounds of barbecue per dollar. <laughs> they charge dollars here, too. It was wild. Yeah. Whole um, family of whole, five. Whole family of five and all their new families. <laughs> They're starting new families because of this yeah. deal. They're like, you know, some people are afraid to bring children into this world because, because of, of the how, state of it. Because of how much money it costs to feed children. Yeah, but these guys were like... Let's start. Let's start going. Yeah, wax wings. Wax wings. <laughs> that pretty much caps off our Friday, though. Yeah. I think the next uh, event we have to describe has to be the highlight of Saturday. Mm. The highlight of my whole trip, really. The highlight of your whole life, really. Yeah. On Saturday, we went to the Dublin Zoo. Mm-hmm. Chief has Chief, been waiting for this. You want to give us like a recap or like the top three animals you saw? You know what? Give me a list. Yeah. A list? Give me your top three attractions at the Dublin Zoo. Uh, baby gorilla. Oh yeah, the pigs were excellent. What about the uh, the orangutan was pretty good. The orangutan was good. I actually really enjoyed the sea lions. All right, I'm phrasing it just how you did. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, baby gorilla. Number two, oh yeah, the pigs were excellent. Number three, I actually really enjoyed the sea lions. Number four, I have a feeling this is a good choice. <laughs> You want to re-roll that one time to see? Yeah, so one great thing about Talk to Transformer is if you don't like what was generated, you can hit new generation and it'll just generate some more text for you based on the same prompt. Oh boy. (laughs) I actually really enjoyed the sea lions and even though I'm not a shark fan, I thought the seals were great. (laughs) Number four, I did see something pretty cool though. There were some dolphins, but I just took that for the sake of this post, lol. Five. Oh, and yeah, for the record, I'm actually fairly optimistic, so if you're reading this and are looking for something to believe, I could maybe do you a big favor and believe me, it's worth the wait. So now that I have it in the back of my head, I've been sitting back writing down things I can tell as a fanboy slash journalist, because I want to keep it simple, yet not forget about anything so my readers can see my point of view. One. 
In case those of you here from the original post who have seen this have not realized what a great movie it is, here's the synopsis for it. The dinosaurs, the animation, the one <laughs> the one who takes a stall the first time out, 2003. From writer and director Peter Morgan, the story of Peter Quill, a scientist whose mission is to find a way to use a giant alien shark to save mankind, is the most anticipated project in American cinema for years, so it... So that's what's really wild about the Dublin Zoo. Yeah. It's not a zoo. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's based on... So it's very weird. So Peter Quill, still played by Chris Pratt, that's Star-Lord's name, uh, is in a movie about dinosaurs. Uh-huh. But not the we Chris Pratt movie about dinosaurs that you're thinking. This is the dinosaur, the animation, the one who takes us all the first time out. Yeah, the one... 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the famous scene is like... And it starts with, he, you know, the dinosaurs get loose and he's like rummaging around in his shed looking for what to grab. He grabs a saw, runs out. It's yeah. the first time they got out. Everyone so. thinks Chris Pratt's big break was like almost a decade later on Parks and Rec. No, it was the Dublin Zoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, um, the, <laughs> yeah, there are, there's a lot of great animal appearances in the Dublin Zoo, which is what Chief was talking about. That she, yeah, you know, a they, giant alien shark, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a little confused by your numbering scheme. You said <laughs> one before you said that. The, the, the movie that is the zoo is one, but yeah. also one is Baby, Baby Girl. Girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess I'm it. not confused. <laughs> no, you got it. Okay, Stand cool. Stand by. Okay. Stand yeah. by. Stay, yeah, like even though I'm not a shark fan, like I said, it was a pretty cool giant alien shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like building up that you're not a shark fan, but still, I like the seal. I like the shark. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you recommend seeing the Dublin Zoo movie in theaters or like I mean, have you ever seen it at home? I saw it in theaters when it first came out in 2003. Okay. Did you I, get it when you were a little? I really didn't. But now that I'm in Dublin, like seeing it again. Yeah. Seeing it in person. Seeing yeah. it in person. Yeah. I think most movies should be enjoyed in person <laughs> yeah. rather than oh in a theater God. or in at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that, not like not like plays. It's it's not like that. Yeah. You have to actually like you got to be no, there. real movies. Yeah, you got real movies. You got to be not there. plays where it's a bunch of actors. Yeah. No. 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 Real movies. Just a writer director, and the truth i mean as a fanboy journalist <laughs> yeah it was a really good time yeah yeah you kept it simple and you showed your point of view what did we do after the zoo all right so i took you to a bunch of different pubs and bars throughout yeah. this weekend we don't have to tell this story chronologically no this is modern times yeah. you can tell stories in any order you want it's yeah. 20 by teen it's pride yeah you can tell the story as gay as we want <laughs> so <laughs> and we're both girls um <laughs> What so what were what was the best pub that I took you to or best bar Ooh. pub drinking establishment? Um, I gotta say a really a really fantastic, um, albeit not quite um, specific to Dublin pub experience is just a good old Weatherspoons. For the sake of the listener, if you're unfamiliar, I'll explain that a Weatherspoons is just a chain pub bar in um the uk and ireland that has the most unimaginable prices you could possibly imagine 
I gotta say, a really fantastic, albeit not specific to Dublin, pub experience is a good old Weatherspoons. The food there is awesome. It's an Italian-American experience with a strong Irish flavor. Or I guess a strong Irish flavor without the meat. <laughs> it's a really good phrase. My, my favorite pizza is the spaghetti pizza, which comes with cheese on it and is made with extra cheese, which I get to add to the pizza to create something new and delicious. The service here is also superb. I'm actually very impressed with the young staff here. It's hard for me to get into a bar like this. <laughs> you get carded a lot. And even harder to enjoy drinks outside after a night out. In a place that's often very, often seen as very hip, the Weatherspoons has taken it to the next level in Dublin. After all, it is a pub slash bars. <laughs> This bar should be seen only by those who've been in this place before. <laughs> or maybe you've never actually been here, but could easily be forgiven for wondering if it was just a new thing, a one-off. As the name implies, that's exactly what happens here. A quick look from the entrance, and you can tell that Dubliners are not at all surprised by the Weatherspoons. In fact, it's kind of a surprise—it's kind of surprising that this is one of Dublin's bars. It's definitely a place you'd expect to find people. <laughs> All true. All very true. Yeah, I did enjoy that you made something new with pizza by adding the cheese. Cheese, adding the extra cheese onto the cheese. Yeah, yeah. They, it's, it's interesting you said uh, it comes with extra cheese, mm -hmm. but yeah, you get so, to add it, and that makes it new? So, You're the first one who's added it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so listen, so it comes, everybody knows the Weatherspoons pizza comes with a side of extra cheese. It's just like a bowl of mozzarella yep. cheese. And usually it's just like finger food. It's like a little side. You just mm. eat it with your hands. Listen, guys. You've reinvented it. Put that cheese on the pizza. Are you kidding me? It comes out hot. It melts right away. It's just more cheese for the pizza. I don't know why anybody even wastes their time eating it with their fingers. It's crazy. But yeah, I gotta say, I love the service at Weatherspoons. <laughs> it's really superb. And I'm very so impressed with the young staff. How did you even get in there, though? Um, you do have a hard time drinking at night after drinks out or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't I don't even know how I got in there because they most Weatherspoons do have a list and I'm on it. <laughs> Maybe UK Weatherspoons <laughs> keeps different lists than Ireland. Yeah, that's true. I haven't been to one in Ireland yet. Mm, so GDPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I got around it. So. What, when you add the extra cheese, mm -hmm. do you put it under the spaghetti or on top of the spaghetti? <laughs> So here, so listen, listen very carefully. All right, see. <laughs> Good visual humor. She opened her ear. Um, so um, you, the the spaghetti's on there, right? It's a pizza with just basically like a spaghetti meal on top. You put that mozzarella right in the spaghetti. You have to mix it right away because it comes out hot. So you mm -hmm. gotta mix it in. The mozzarella gonna, comes yeah, out cold. The mozzarella comes out cold. So you gotta get that in there in that hot heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new catchphrase. You got to get it in there in that hot heat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So remember that. Cool. I'm trying. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping you ask me some kind of like trivia question. I'm a trivia buff. Mm -hmm. Ask me. Ask me mm -hmm. something about what we did yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday. What's What's the coolest fact you learned yesterday at the Guinness Storehouse? Uh. If you filled the Guinness, so the Guinness storehouse's lobby is shaped like a pint glass, and if you filled it, it would take something like nine million pints to fill. 
that this is why it's best for a Guinness Storehouse client to visit at least one of the following stores which have special pricing for their special items. GQshops.co.uk, 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 GQshops.co.uk Scotland, GQshops.co.uk, GQshops.co.uk, UK, UK, Ireland, GQshops.co.uk, GQshops.uk, New Zealand, GQshopsNZ.com.nz re-roll that one and see if you can get something spicy. <laughs> the lobby is home to the Guinness Storehouse. It is one of the most influential of British pubs to mm-hmm. end of the night to the end of the 19th century and has attracted a large following by both British and international expats and has become one of the most iconic pubs in Manchester. So I don't think you noticed, but we took the bus to the Guinness Storehouse. Yeah. It does pass first across the Irish Sea oh. into Wales, then through Wales, right, and then right into Manchester. Right. I think I might have fallen asleep for that. It's a quick ride. Yeah, it is a quick ride. It's quicker than you'd think. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was very tired, and I think I like kind of I remember like waking up and seeing water, and I was like, oh, it's the river. Yeah, it's um, what they put in Guinness water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but no, it's you know Guinness is like famously British, mm-hmm. English even. Yeah, I mean Ireland's basically Britain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I was surprised how much they kind of like market Guinness over here because in, in my head I was like, isn't that like in England, the Guinness? Yeah, the harp, the stuff? Manchester yeah. harp, yeah. the symbol of Manchester. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they don't like check your passport or mm, anything. You, if you or want like... more information about it, you should go to gqshops.co.uk, New Zealand. Yep, so that was our, that was Sunday. We... We did a bunch of stuff yesterday too, didn't yeah, we? Got, yeah, we we went to some historical got food, sites. Got yeah. coffee tea. <clears throat> yeah, we saw some uh, cathedrals, cathedrals, churches, yeah, crypts, crypts, crypts. Saw some more bones. <laughs> we saw some more bones. From we we didn't actually see bones. We didn't go inside of St. Patrick's, but you saw the outside of St. Patrick's. You saw the inside and outside of Christ Church. You mm-hmm. saw the outside of Glasnevin. Uh, we saw like Trinity College. We saw Star of the Sea Church. A lot of a lot of churches, historical buildings, uh, places with uh, a Catholic flavor to them. Yeah. What do you? What, it's what my was, favorite was, Catholic flavor. Yeah. What is your favorite flavor of Catholicism? <laughs> um, my favorite flavor of Catholicism is was probably the um, the crypt at Christchurch was. Really cool. My favorite flavor of Catholicism was probably the crisp. The, the crisp. The crisp. <laughs> the, the Christ. <laughs> it was probably the crypt at Christchurch was really cool. It kept me company when I was visiting the cemetery. I have always loved exploring the crypts and the history behind them. I remember going to mass every day there for the next 20 years until I left, but also came back with my mother and two great-grandchildren that kept me very busy. They have been in my life ever since I got my last daughter. <laughs> And she loved those memories, even though she grew up with two siblings. <laughs> Is that me? She really enjoyed learning about Catholicism. And I think because of my memories of that life, I have learned much about the faith I still feel passionate about today. It is my spiritual home. 
There are also tons of things I love. I have two favorite foods, and they are both chicken and waffles. <laughs> All in my Catholic upbringing and my family have helped me through a tough time. <clears throat> You're choking up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if I am fortunate enough to have any more kids, I will be. I will definitely be able to take it. Take into account the Catholic faith and my Catholic upbringing when they are growing, and I can encourage them. I would give them a chance at being proud of their faith, at their faith too, so I know they respect it. Three, <laughs> your, your Catholic family and your relationship with the church are not friendly when they don't get their faith. When I first met my Catholic family, this was the first contact with Catholics, I guess. Um, yeah, one of actually my favorite piece of my favorite um, souvenir that I got from this from this trip was my coffee mug that said, "Don't talk to me until I've had my Catholicism." <laughs> I got that for my uh, my Catholic family. <laughs> I so. I didn't realize you were giving us a list there <laughs> until you said the number three. Yeah, um, it just felt right at the time. Right. I, I think this is a list I started long, long ago. I think when before I, your kids were born. I think it happens when you go through Catholic education as mm. a kid. When you get your first Holy Communion, you that's say your, number that's one. That's one, yeah. Yeah, then when you get confirmed, you say number two. And then you finally said three. I finally Does that said mean three. you died? Nah, that probably means I get married. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just got married. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride. I got married. Uh, um, yeah, your Catholic family and your relationship to the church is not friendly when you don't get the faith. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, my... I'm, I, my two great-grandchildren keep me very busy. Now, are they grandchildren who are great Considering there's no hyphen, yes. <laughs> cool, okay, yeah. Uh, my two awesome grandchildren. <laughs> so um, you you say you like chicken and waffles. Your two mm-hmm. favorite food, both chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. And that's Catholic. <laughs> yep, yeah, checks out. Yeah. No further questions. Thank you. So, Chief, um... We saw a lot of dogs this weekend. Oh, yeah, we oh, saw yeah. a lot of dogs this weekend. Where'd you see the best dog? The best dog was definitely a Dunleary. Mm. Ooh, he's gonna not like that one. <laughs> Tell us more about that dog. That dog was a Dunleary, and he was a Schnauzer mix. He looked like a little happy puppy boy, and he was black and really happy and jumping. When we went into the house and we looked at the dog, the dog was going... <laughs> really bad the dog was going daddy i want to go in <laughs> daddy i want to go in and play so we t- <laughs> so we took him in there and we had one you know <laughs> we got another one coming up soon there is not another dog to take that position for now b <laughs> we were not on the market at a fantastic price we were going to be at a pretty good price the last one we did for him. It was a very beautiful house. You look at the location, it would have been quite a gated area, and that's really, really nice looking. We spent the last couple of days down there, and the next couple of weeks, we are going to be taking the house home over. There are going to be new people in Dunleary, and people will go and see it. I think it's going to be a really great place. The price was $1 million for the five dogs. 
A. <laughs> yeah, and as you say, it has all the trappings of being a modern-day hound training place. We're getting people through the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, I love... Um, Dunleary has really transformed a lot recently. It yeah. used to just be a like a you know a shitty old little pier. Now it's a genuine dog training place. Uh, yeah, and it's all the trappings all of it. Anyway. Trappings. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really glad that we're redoing this house for this dog. Yeah. Yeah, at a, the low low price of one million dollars for five dogs. <laughs> for five so dogs. we're glossing over two important things I noticed here. Yeah. One. The dog was saying, Daddy, Daddy, I want you to go in and play. <laughs> you brought it in? Yeah. I, so we brought him in. Yeah we, yeah, we brought him in. It was the last one. And we had one, Didn't you know? We I didn't like that phrase at all. <laughs> you know. What'd you know say? What I, yeah. Did you ask that dog's daddy's permission? I think he was calling me daddy. <laughs> Uh, excuse me. I mean, we took him in. We so. had one, you know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> We've got another one coming up soon. <laughs> oh, no. There is not another dog to take that position for now. Are you, you're dating this dog. Yeah. You're well, fucking this dog. <laughs> I'm his daddy. Uh, so the other thing, B and A, is this yeah. like... A reverse list. A yes. reverse list. Okay. I thought it was like... Well, yeah, I thought it was a reverse list, but I thought it was like... N- normally a list, one, two, three, it's like all of these are... Correct. Yeah. A and B feels more like multiple choice. Like mm. one of these is the truth and one is not true. One of these always tells truth. One of them always lies and they're both girls. <laughs> Either this was a million dollar home for this dog. For the five or, for five dogs. For five dogs. Or we're <clears throat> getting people through the door. We're well, getting... or that Dudley is a modern day hound training place. So what's the truth, Chief? It was actually multi-answer, multiple choice, and they're both oh, true. Oh, I hate and those. And they're both girls. And, and they're both girls. girls. All right, cool. Good dogs. Justin, what was the favorite drink you got today? My favorite drink I got today was the Innis and Gone Mango IPA. Mm. It's a favorite beer of mine from a favorite brewery of mine. It's an amber beer for a beer lover. What's that all about? I mean, there's no real reason why he wouldn't want an IPA in his beer collection. And hey, he wouldn't use IPA for the job, right? Who would say that they'd drink it? Who would do that thing they do? Is it that they want to be with themselves? Do they feel more alive that they want to get drunk to? Well, what do we have? No. But wait, if it's the best drink... Or one good drink, can it be the best drink without being the absolute best? For me, the answer is yes. (laughs) But for a friend, no. (laughs) But what about you? Do you go out a lot and drink a lot and enjoy some of your friends? Of course you do. Do you go with them to hang out in their homes and parties and drink a ton of beer and enjoy some of your friends? Absolutely. Do you drink so much to satisfy yourself that you're not with your friends. Yep. And of course, my first thought when I saw Bag Boy, when I first heard it was, and then that's it. Um, so I, I see what's going on here. At, f- at first, I thought that you were recounting your favorite bit of Jerry Seinfeld stand-up. But then what's really- the deal with beer? Can it be the best? Every beer says it's the best drink. 
And but now I understand that it is this is your one man play extrapolated off of the stylings of Jerry Seinfeld. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, it's your one man play about beer. It's called bum 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 bum. That's really hard to spell, and I think you should consider changing the name for like SEO and stuff mm, like that. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, a lot of a there's a lot about beer and your friends in that. That's do I do I want to go and drink with my friends? Absolutely. <laughs> do my friends want to drink with me? Yeah. <laughs> Would I recommend this for myself? Yes. For my friends? No. <laughs> they just don't like IPAs. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting the, the real message of this, that yeah. both Jerry Seinfeld and beer are a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know we've, we've talked about this play a lot. You've, you've had this in the work for I have course. to admit, it's not called bum ba dum bum 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 okay. It's called Bag Boy. That oh, was what the end meant. that's right. Okay. That, that's, that's a lot better. That's a lot better. I'm the bag boy in this yes. situation. Yeah. You, you, you take on this weird, like, uh, character of like a 1920s kid who works in a grocery store like and and but it's it's all like you playing like your life now yeah it's like there's six different scenes in my life one when i was a 1920s bag boy one in the 90s and i'm just drinking beer with my friends do we have fun when we drink yeah absolutely is it the best drink in the world i think so for me yes yes (laughs) and there's it's all in front of a brick wall with uh a single spotlight yes. and a stool and a water bottle. Is that how yeah. Seinfeld is? Yeah. Okay. Seinfeld is filmed before a live brick wall, stool, and water bottle. It's the name of this episode, <laughs> but you got to spell it for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, that pretty much sums up our trip. In that, yeah, that really sums up our trip. Um, it was it was pretty life changing, I have to say, for for a lot of us. Yeah, a lot I mean, of the three of us. And I mean, this was a great trip, but after a long trip like this, I can't wait to be home. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> this is my beautiful house. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, thanks for showing us your lovely city, Justin, and yes. your favorite beer. Yep. And <laughs> and um, the, the, the movie, The Dublin Zoo. Absolutely. And um, pizza, pizza. The answer is yes. Spaghetti pizza. Spaghetti pizza. Pizza, pizza, spaghetti pizza, pizza with the ice cream sauce. Yeah. <laughs> And you better, I, I'm, you better, I'm, I'm leaving that, that mozzarella twick, twick. <laughs> twink. Okay. <laughs> mozzarella twink. <laughs> I don't even know who that is or what it means. I like it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm leaving that mozzarella trick in my wake, so you better make sure my name sticks to it. <laughs> Can you actually instead leave that mozzarella twink in your rake? Yeah. If you really want. <laughs> Will you also leave your rake? Yeah. I, I you can't get it through security. I don't know how I got it into this country, so I'm really afraid of getting Rakes it out. are banned in Ireland. Yeah. St. Patrick dro- dro- drove the, <laughs> the rakes, rakes out of Ireland. Oh, so, yeah, that we're, we're, we are tired after a long trip. and um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And Are your friends? No. No? No. And so, yeah, we're, we're going to wind this one down. Um, I felt like I was gearing up for some kind of wind down segment that we don't do. <laughs> Welcome to the wind down. This magic. Oh, she's slapping. Um, well, yeah. Uh, if you'd like to get into contact with us, you can do that a number of ways. We have a, an email address that you can email us at. That is ro- robots at backcamp.org. Um, 
You can tweet at us. We uh, I've been trying, like I said before, to try to be more active on Twitter. I've been trying to tweet. <laughs> I've been trying. You just won't send. It's really trying. It says network connection <laughs> I, issues. I don't have service over here. It's <laughs> a little yellow triangle next yeah. to the Wi-Fi. I don't know what it means. Um, but you can tweet at us at Robot Typewriter, or we're on Facebook. You know, um, we live on a website called Batcamp, and our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. Welcome to the wind down episode of the podcast. In this episode, we discuss how to start and finish an episode and answer your questions, whether you asked about how you can help the podcast, what tips you would give to others working through their podcast, or ask advice on the topic of why there aren't enough podcasters doing podcasts. View free in iTunes. 72. Clean. Episode 5. What is Audio Technica? This is episode number one of the Audio <laughs> Science Podcast, where we cover the history of audio and help you learn a bit more about it. A few notes on how to listen to this episode. You can listen to the audio. <laughs> if, I, if I stand by one thing in that, it's that there's not enough podcasters <laughs> making podcasts. If there's one thing I stand by, it is view free in iTunes. <laughs> Piglets, baby can, pigs. Can you say that for the recording? Oh yeah, the pigs were excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Could you say that a little more sultry? <laughs> What did we do after the zoo? I just went to sleep out. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like nearly died. Oh, I threw up. <laughs> ah, <laughs> tell us about. It. Uh, can't fuck up. Fuck me. Up fuck me. <laughs> Man, I wish we could record together all the time. <laughs> just move. You get to UCD vet school. You move to Brighton once a week. Take a Ryanair flight. Uh huh. Once a month, we'll do the podcast. Well, we can just take the bus to Manchester. Manchester. To Manchester. Yeah. Meet you oh, there. It's going to be a big, oldly significant bit this week. 